1: Hello everybody, welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Tilford, joined by Jules Gill. Hello everyone. Hi, Ashley Billman.
3: Hello, I'm also here.
1: It's true. Now, we have uh, dove into the, the hashtag over on Twitter to get a handful of um, questions and also we'll be diving into all the other games that are coming towards the end of the year because rather than focus on the amount of things going wrong, we thought we might as well look at stuff that's um, going to be coming your way when it's all over. Um, you can't say what it is on YouTube, so you've got to dance around it. So the more words <laughs> you can come up with um, to refer to it, the better. Um, but yeah, we're going to start with some questions, then we'll delve into the games that are coming uh, the rest of the year. So first up, and you can submit your own questions over using the hashtag WC gp on twitter first question from edward uh figo figuroa i'm gonna say um since we're on the topic of trophies that's a reference to the last podcast we did what's a better accomplishment a platinum trophy or a full 1000 gamer score that's a very 2006 question but uh oh, i mean that's we, just
0: bringing up the old like console wars again really isn't mm-hmm. it i mean uh, for me uh I think that there's something very satisfying about the numerical value of a a thousand being hit Mm. because you know that it's the same target divided over however many achievements. Whereas the platinum trophy, while it is like a badge of honor, it feels like it's somehow not tied to as much. Like, I don't know Mm. why I think that it's Mm. mainly... I like spreadsheets and I'm very much a Microsoft sort of like tick the box. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Fill up my cells. I've not done. Um,
1: I don't like I the, I'm doing the Platinum for Final Fantasy seven at the minute and I, I think I'm hating it, but I'm just getting there. It reminds me of like the time when I was in, I was in a queue to get into a comic convention for like three hours and every half an hour we were like, oh, should we just leave? Should we just like, you know, give up? It's not worth it. But it's like, well, if I give up now, then that's all that time wasted. And it's just—it's yeah. just reminding me of that. I'm 30 hours post game, and I'm still going through it, trying to like trigger different cutscenes and stuff.
0: I, I have to admit that that is one of the biggest pet peeves that I have is that when developers clearly have artificially inflated their um, the length of their game by using trophies and achievements mm-hmm. to do it, because yeah. like I, I dis. All these games that go like oh you completed this game here on this difficulty setting, but you can only get this trophy by doing this and even worse when they go oh you've completed it on the hardest difficulty setting but doesn't automatically unlock the ones below it oh so they need like, a stack and i was like yeah. why do you not stack that's ridiculous <laughs>
1: Absolutely. It's uh, that's such a yeah, there's something like yeah, stackable difficulty should be something that we need to be mandated in every single game. Um ash would you come down on Gamer Score versus trophies?
3: Uh as someone that is like a big lover of the Xbox, I have to say trophies. Um because wow. I like. I know it's because um, there's just something about a little platinum prize. Like I love a trophy. I live. I live for a prize. So getting like a little like sticker of it being oh platinum. It's the it's the most great metal. Uh, I just think it's 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 so much better. Like a thousand gamer score. Great. Yeah, give me a chunk change. But uh, also a platinum trophy. Put it on my shelf. Display it. Oh, lovely.
1: Did you guys have um, PlayStation Home back in like 2005? No. No. What was that? See, they PlayStation Home was like um, Sony's attempt at doing like a second life thing where you could make a little fake it's like animal crossing really just make a little fake house yeah. and you sort of live on it and uh, and it's really cool and back then they were talking about like whatever trophies you would get in a game would unlock stuff in in a um in the playstation home platform that's so it's cool. like, oh yeah and they never followed through on it but i or maybe they did in certain instances but i was promised back in 2004 a devil may cry couch and i never ever <laughs> got it so i don't know that my but i still prefer platinum trophies if there's some trust me after
0: looking at the griminess of the Devil May Cry cast, you probably wouldn't want to be on that couch, mate. <laughs> yeah, Dante's couch is a, a Jackson Pollock couch. It's Oh no, wrong. that's
4: disgusting. <laughs>
0: it's, a, probably, it's a good time. Why, why, why have Sony and Microsoft not capitalised on the fact that people love showing off stuff that mm. doesn't really have any sort of tangible real world value? I would gladly on my PS Home or Xbox dashboard have a little thing that was like a trophy cabinet where you could click <laughs> on it. And it physically showed you how many platinum trophies or thousand plus points you had. And it just was like nothing other than basically like a slightly animated screensaver. Mm-hmm. I would kill for something like that because it's well, like, that's um, ah, what I've got.
1: Yeah. yeah, on the PS2 when they had all that, when on the, on the PlayStation 2 when you could view your play, uh, memory card and you had those little 3D icons. Your stuff. Awesome just bring well that back. Well. Just, yeah, have that be the stuff that you can put next to your little amiibo man um, or whatever um, the hell they're called. I
3: want a real one is the thing. A real, like if I get enough, <laughs> if I get like, if I get. 300 platinum trophies or something, you should get a little one sent in the post. Like YouTube milestones where they give you a pay button yeah. and they should give you an actual platinum trophy. With
0: imagine, imagine if you managed to complete like Doom Eternal and like the hardest difficulty or yeah. whatever, yeah. They sent you like a tiny little chibi Doom guy thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> That would be such an incentive. I would definitely do that. Hugo I'd pay, Martin, for, it, I'd pay yeah. for it if
3: I did it and it was like, okay, pay us like the, the 399 shipping fee or whatever. I'd be like, here you go, yeah. take, take my money. I want my <laughs> little platinum trophy.
1: It's a good time. Okay, so uh, we'll get through. I mean, I I love doing the questions, but uh, we always end up talking quite a lot about them. There's so many games to get to. to, It's fine. Let's do some questions. The next one from uh, Alex Hubesty, who says, with the Resident Evil engine, the RE engine, making all the latest Resi games look amazing, does Resident Evil HD remaster hold up anymore? And is it worth playing if you've never played it before? I included this one because, (laughs) Jules, you're a big Resi fan, but you're shaking your head.
0: No, I'm, I'm shaking my head because it's not even a question. That's like a <laughs> it's, it's rite of passage to go through the remaster because uh, for those of you who don't know, the remaster was the GameCube uh, version of uh, the first Resident Evil game. And this one, again, had a few extra tweaks put in as well, updated graphics even further and things like that. The enemy layout was shaken up once again. And honestly, it is hands down one of the best remasters not just of a resident evil game of any game it is so honest to its core it exactly uh hits the notes that the original had and then some Mm -hmm. i wouldn't i would actually say to people looking to get into it to play this over playing the ps1 original and i do oh yeah
1: no totally i mean um, ash have you did you go back to the original one or did you because i went back to the original one after two and three
3: yeah, I've played the um the the like blocky little one um yeah. as
0: like <laughs>
3: the blocky little one. I've <laughs> played bits of it, um, but it's never one that I've like fully completed. The Resident Evil remaster is actually one that's next on my list to play, like the, the Resident Evil one remaster. So I'm I'm liking the this advice from Jules as well on this for for me to take on to it. So yeah. Mm. Um, There's one we- bit.
1: Oh sorry. I was going to say, there's one bit in that game, one puzzle when you have to figure something out. Well, it's right at the beginning where a statue is coming at you with like a blade thing yeah. and he's going to yeah. cut you. And I hate that bit. The checkpoint to get there takes forever and it's put me off going back through. I went through it once in, what was it, 2003 whenever they did it? Yeah. Um, and I've always just gone back to it and gone, I can't even bother with the statue and the blades again. <laughs> Every time. But I think oh, that's what no. you are do. It's the game,
0: mate. Just, instant- just instantly know the solution to the puzzle. Right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's so long ago. It's like a decade and a half. Um, next question for Nicholas Coombs, who says, "Are we excited for the Crisis rem- uh, remastered?" Um, he was hoping for the whole trilogy, but he's excited either way. Be safe and take care. Um, the Crisis um, is another game that I haven't played since back in the two thousands. I don't know if you guys have gone back to it or if you played it back then
0: no uh, i played it my first time through um i had the luxury of playing it on uh, a friend's computer uh, at university who was uh, doing an it course at the time so had sunk in all of his bursary money and all of like the government grants and stuff that he had <laughs> into getting this top end high-powered computer awesome. and even then i remember it being like a little bit chuggy but looking amazing mm-hmm. and i was like i said to him like apart from like this game's graphic like what else is good about it because shooting's mm. shooting's pretty good the story's pretty like absolute bollocks but like mm. it's, it's quite fun and i can't say that it really grabbed me as a tech no. demo what you can do and the freedom of how you do stuff i think it was fantastic but for me it's like if you say do you want to play this or do you want to play like halo or do you want to play a much inferior looking game mm. like uh, Kills in like this matter. I'd be like, I probably would choose those two. That's it's really cool. weird because,
1: like, I mean back in the day, like that thing was absolutely mind blowing in terms of mm. they showed like a grenade going off next to a wooden shack and all the pieces splintered and flew everywhere, yeah. and we'd never it's seen cool. anything like yeah. that. And it was incredible. And I think, but it's strange for the remaster because I was like, oh man, like, because I I couldn't afford a PC back then that would be able to run that stuff. So I'm like, okay, maybe in the modern day with the remaster, I'll finally be able to experience this like physics heaven. But um, they're developing it for um, PS4, Xbox One and Switch. So unless the Switch has a demonstrably different um, version, then it's not going to be the all singing, all dancing, amazing textures and physics thing because the Switch wouldn't be able to handle it. So I think if they're doing like feature parity, it's, I don't know, it's still going to be like a dialed down version as opposed to some... You know, because like, I would oh. want something for the PS4 Pro or the Xbox One X. Yeah, I
3: um, I, mean, I never, I never played the uh, the original Crisis, so I, th- I, I'm so in for remakes and remasters and everything. <laughs> so it's like it gets me so, it gets me back into the original stuff, and it's if it, if it's something I missed the first time around, give me the remaster. So I'm excited Ash, mate, for anything like that. Have
1: you played Final Fantasy VII Remake yet?
3: No, I love a remake, but I haven't played. Yeah. Fantasy no, it's fine. That's fine.
1: My advice was going to be go play the original. That's that's the good. Oh really? Good. Do you yeah, not
3: yeah, think yeah. that
1: it's, out of the two, you think the original's better than the remake? Yes. Yeah. 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 I still love the remake, but I was just Ooh. I was going to do a little little swerve there. I think you should play the original. I think everyone should play the original. To be honest, everyone's yeah. like, oh, it looks bad. It it does look bad, but it's amazing and it's really well written. Um, The last question from Coach Marv Betas have essentially become like soft openings or trials for some games. Would you like to see a return to a more standard uh, demo format or demos becoming mandatory for most games? Hell yeah. That seems like the most obvious oh, thing going yeah. forward.
0: Like the, the whole move towards this games a service, absolute Billy, where they've just basically wheeled <laughs> out a game that's in alpha state or just thereabout, and you're expected to pay upfront massive cost and then basically wait a year or two years. Like people are now yeah. saying to me, oh, Jules, you should go play Final and uh, You should go play Fallout 76 because it's just getting good. I'm sorry, the game's been out for what? Two years now? Why the <laughs> hell? Like, why should I give it another chance now? Especially when the people that are saying that are saying, well, when I say it's good, I mean, it's bearable.
1: I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: in, 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 I mean, as a,
1: as a No Man's <laughs> Sky fan, uh, but I would maintain that game was fine from day one. But yeah, with Fallout, it's it's weird because it's like how many different times uh, they should should they be given the benefit of the doubt? And yeah. even in within Wastelanders' case, like you said, it's like Rich tried it uh, over the weekend and just said that like, well, it's, you know, there's content there, there's quests and dialogue and stuff, but it's still buggy as hell.
0: There's a very easy way to fix this entire games-as-service thing, and that is to not charge your uh, player base a full price for that title. It Mm -hmm. is not a full-price game because you are releasing it in a not-finished state. You're releasing Mm -hmm. it in a a state like a a vanilla state. You Mm -hmm. should reward people for basically becoming ground-floor founders at a discounted price, heavily discounted. And then as the roadmap comes in and new stuff gets added in, the price goes up according to the reviews, aggregate demand or whatever, that the audience has said that they want for it if it comes out and you put an expansion pack in and it's up to hot garbage then it shouldn't add anything to the price because i don't want to play for something like that
4: yeah i think I'm
0: like, like i'm like, getting annoyed again i always no, but like
1: <laughs> especially in terms of uh, demos i mean i remember on the um on the xbox live store and um, for the 360 you could guarantee you're going to get a demo if something was on there um, yeah. I mean, that just doesn't seem to be like it's mandated anymore um, i don't know if that's what you were going to say ash
3: yeah, no, I'm a big fan of um of demo stuff. I am not a big fan of betas or things mm. where you can play it before it's finished because I feel like it's kind of a cop-out. It's like, oh, okay, mm. well, here you go. You can play this for now and and, and get it for, for this price or whatever, or have a little go or whatever. Yeah. And it just it, it just give me the the whole thing that like, you finished where you've mm. like worked really hard and polished it up. And if you have like play testers or whatever, fair enough. Or if you advertise the beta as a playtesting state, fair enough, but don't advertise mm. it as early access to a game that's not finished and is going to be a bad experience for everyone. Because then you're mm-hmm. just shooting yourself in the foot for the actual release as well. Like, Fallout 76 was absolutely, this isn't finished, it's buggy as hell, we need you to test it before it like, breaks on us in the real world, and it's mm-hmm. just a bit insulting when it's like, no, I'd rather pay my a full price for a finished game that you have put out to a great degree um, that is worthy of everyone's time including your own that you spent making it a demo I think is more like a here is a showcasing all the best bits of our game that we w- only want you to buy it like a little mm-hmm. try before you buy snippet chomp chomp whereas this is like like a, a beta is not that.
0: That's well something. my
1: thing was like looking at um the way resident evil 2 did it where they'd finished the game and then they just they just gave you like the whole opening it was just like you play for half an hour see see how far you can get i think they yeah. changed around a couple of the um weapon drops but you were pretty much you knew exactly what you were buying and it's like you finished that trial and it was like well if you want the full game you know cover up the cash keep going um mm-hmm. or at least you can then access the full game for me that's the perfect way to do it like i get that on the developer side it's hard preparing a, a vertical slice like an early level if you're still yeah. in full production um mm-hmm. but just siphon a part of the game off afterwards siphon a part of the final build off and put a time limit on it and like yeah sure there'll be some people that'll figure out a way to hack it and access more of it and stuff but they've got to be a fraction of the overall public yeah. and like vast majority of people would benefit from that. Um anyway, let's move into the games that are coming uh, for the rest of 2020 because there's a there's a weird lull in the middle of the year. Um but before the end of April I wanted to note that XCOM Chimera Squad is coming, Gears Tactics, Streets of Rage 4, <laughs> Predator Hunting Grounds, <laughs> all four of them um are all in the next couple of weeks. Now Jules, you're a huge XCOM fan, we should quickly we should quickly touch on oh. Chimera Squad.
0: I am, and you know what? I am loving the fact that they are throwing the entire thing out of the window with Chimera Squad. It's so weird. Like this is the thing. I saw people getting irate about this. I don't know if you guys <laughs> that will follow the XCOM law very much. I'm a, I'm a
1: humongous XCOM
0: fan. I wasn't irate,
1: but I was I was weird when they had aliens on the squad.
0: But but yes. but the thing. I'm, going to, I'm going to defend it. So uh, basically uh, XCOM two happens and then this is set, Chimera Squad is set five years after the events of that. Mm-hmm. That's why you've got the aliens working with the humans to restore peace and humanity because they are working together for cooperation rather than for uh nefarious things. And those people are just going like, oh, but they, these were the bad guys that were doing that. It's like, well, they were a collective of alien races that were all brought together by a mind controlling superpower. So don't judge them for the actions that they had to do while they were under the power of that. So uh-huh. I'm very much for that. You know, yeah, I mean, like I, am like I said, I'm a huge XCOM fan, but on the gameplay
1: side, I still haven't played War of the Chosen, um, because I didn't have a computer that could run it back when oh it first God. came out. And I, I know, I know, and I know it's like the best thing. I was too busy playing Mario and and Rabbids, the Kingdom <laughs> thing, uh, back in that. year. but um, actually, you an XCOM fan? Are you going to be diving in?
3: No, I'll XCOM isn't my
2: really
3: <laughs> XCOM isn't really my bag. But out of all those titles you have given me, um, Streets of Rage Four is yes. the one that I am very excited for. I got a little uh, tester of that at the uh, that big event we went to EGX and yeah. um had a lovely time with that with rich and rich is very excited for it as well and mm. just playing like the old ones my dad has like a stupid like pinball like old games
0: machine um no, that no, he's you describe this as stupid your dad's got a home arcade unit that is not stupid your dad's you know
3: what i mean i know he's he, he, it's good it's very <laughs> it's meant it's opened my uh my horizons to so many old games that i wouldn't have had before it's it's mm-hmm. a really cool machine um so playing switch of rage on that and then being like oh god the new world's coming out y'all i'm very yeah.
1: excited that <laughs> Animation looks incredible for it. The thing yeah. with um, em ups is that I always find because I play. Do, do you guys play Mother Russia Bleeds? It's yeah, like it was uh, really. Good. Yeah, see, like, that game was so brutal and it looked really awesome. I like the score and everything, but I always find in em ups they never. It does never feels that comfortable when you're trying to line up with an enemy. You're always well, slightly when
0: off. When you and I, st- when I started working here, I think it was like in 2017. You and I had mm-hmm. uh we came up with two lists, which were. Uh, Things that were better back in the day about gaming and things that modern day gaming does now. And you and I both said almost in unison when we were talking about the bad things from the past. And that was planes of existence (laughs) from from, uh, uh, from beat-em-ups and stuff like that. Because Uh, I totally agree with you. Having to line stuff up sucks. But the uh, Streets for H4 one has done a great job with that it looks
1: yeah. lush um, in terms of another game just to quickly touch on uh, is Ghost of Tsushima is going to be coming at, uh, at the end of June um, so there is a big There's, I mean there are things dropping in May but very little um, yeah. but yeah the, like those games that I mentioned before are in April Ghost of Tsushima is June 26th um, yeah. and then there's absolutely bugger all until the end of the year so the the ones coming from the end of the year um, the first one is The Avengers on September 4th um, mm-hmm. that was delayed um, but I guess we can talk about The Avengers where are you guys on it because I'm the most lukewarm man on The <laughs> Avengers right now just- <laughs> not bobbed.
0: we we played um, an off the floor demo at uh, egx uh, of the avengers where we got to um play uh, a combat training room so we really got to have a hands-on with the combat rather mm. than scripted events that were other people were playing for the um for the opening level of the game and i have to say that the uh, the combat system in it is kind of like uh, a beat-em-up mixed with the likes of the Marvel uh, Spider-Mans and Batmans. You've got your yeah. like, counters and your special moves and stuff like that, but what this game has is a really interesting chain mechanic where I found that I was like going from enemy to enemy to enemy and beating stuff up that I, it's kind of like that um, rhythm action game style mm-hmm. feel, mm-hmm. Uh, the gameplay, I really enjoyed it. I can't see this being uh, like groundbreaking. I can see it just being a really competent superhero game. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, it's competing directly with the likes of Batman Arkham Asylum and City. Not so much Night, in my opinion, and Mm. Marvel Spider-Man. And that is a very hefty goal. I don't know where it will stand with that. I just hope they um, don't chuck in a load of microtransactions, which it really seems like it's going to. The developers assured me that it wasn't going to happen. But Mm. then they kept on releasing stuff that was like... Oh, but you'll be able to download all these extra missions. It's only going to be cosmetic stuff. It's not going to affect how your character levels up. But characters will level up with armor pieces, which come from random loot drops and stuff like (laughs) that. You're really just going to, you're going to put them in as soon as you can. Yeah, be- they've got like a whole um, like multiplayer platform
1: thing. Like they want to do all these like endless battles, which is very Ultimate Alliance 3. Um, the reason I'm kind of lukewarm on it is just I think they've kind of missed their window in regards to like when the MCU yeah. was absolutely flying. Um, and I also think that as much as I can, I love Troy Baker and Nolan North and I love that they've done their versions of the characters. It doesn't feel anywhere near as confident as um, Insomniac Spider-Man in terms of like, you know, doing yeah. their version of the lore. Yeah. Um, and the people that they've cast, the the face models and stuff, for the whole crew, just I don't know, everyone just looks a bit bland, it all looks a bit stripped of oh, personality. I, don't know. I
3: I think they've all got I think they've all got their own faces, like, but you just <laughs> so I'm so do used- have faces I'm so used to the movie versions now mm-hmm. that seeing this whole new iteration again I feel like I've got avenger fatigue like not even mm-hmm. superhero fatigue like full avenger fatigue um mm-hmm. and I think it's I think you're right in saying that it comes a bit little bit late um with the timing as well mm-hmm. um I'm not particularly enthused about it I'm not like oh my god I am gagging to play Marvel's Avengers um I don't think it's going to be bad but I also don't think it's going to be like I don't think it's going to be the next Spider-Man, like Joel yeah. says. Like with the yeah. the market that it's inhabiting, I don't think it has the 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 oomph of something that has overtaken everything else that's already out there. It's interesting, and it's an interesting title. I really hope Ewan enjoys it. That's all I want. I want you yeah. to have a good time with it. But otherwise, I'm not really asked about it.
1: <laughs> Bless yeah. little Ewan. It's like, yeah, what, uh, what Doom Eternal was to Rich, uh, the Avengers, yeah. is going to be Ewan's <laughs> yeah. uh, shining light. Um, because two weeks after that, on September 17th, is Cyberpunk 2077. Yes. Um, CDPR yeah. have insisted they're hitting their day. Uh, they haven't been too drastically affected by it that's going mm-hmm. on. And uh, yeah, so I mean, we can talk a little bit about Cyberpunk. There's obviously so much, we've already covered it a couple of times in the past on the pod, um, but where are you guys on Cyberpunk hype right now?
0: So so it was meant to come out like last week, is that It was that like right? a couple of
1: days ago in terms yeah. of when we're recording, yeah.
0: Yeah, which is mad when you consider it, but I mm-hmm. am really glad in a way that they announced it because they wanted to like polish it up and do more to it. still don't know where this game is going to come in. I am incredibly Mm. excited, but that makes me really worried because it's like, am I imagining a game that this isn't going to be?
3: No. No, they're not. It's going to be great. I I just don't know how they can go wrong. It's CD Projekt Red. It is a next level, massive sci-fi. It's it's The Witcher in space. Like it's can't you can't go wrong. You can't Mm. go wrong. It's going to be so good. The thing that makes me
1: worried is that they've never done a first-person shooter before, and every time they show the gameplay, it it doesn't look that great. Like I love their world building. I love CDPR so much. I love cyberpunk so much. Um, but sometimes when they show the gameplay, like besides the um, some of the uh, dialogue being a bit cringe, like some of the specifics, they're going for a very like 80s toed thing, and I yeah. get that because um, that's obviously when the genre was born. Um, but just some of it looks a bit cringe on that end, and then the gameplay, like it's because it's, it's their first first person shooter. I don't, that might be the thing that goes wrong. I don't mean to be Mr. Neggy, as no, always. Anymore, Mr. Negi. I'm just balancing <laughs> ne- it, I'm just Mr. Bal, I'm just the balancing
3: Negi it out. Egg. No, I think it is. <laughs> It looks. I, I think it looks incredible. I think that everything they do with it's going to be incredible. I think the amount of time they've taken on it and that they are unafraid to take more time on it is an incredible thing to see because you know they care about it and are going to produce something that is real hot potatoes mm-hmm. level. I'm trying not to use any ex- excited curse words. <laughs> um, I just think it's. I just think it's. I just think it looks fantastic, and I'm excited to see them go into a new genre, like say with the first person stuff. And from what I have oh, yeah. seen on it, I think it looks very capable. I think it looks mm-hmm. really good. Um, and I just I'm just so excited to envelop myself in a new world full of story and narrative branching options. And that is going to be endlessly explorable. That is like mm. the new Red Dead Redemption in it because everyone's had their like cowboy years. Now they're yeah, going to have
1: their really? sci-fi years. I, don't I know. do love um, that because if you do the um, Cyberpunk 2020, the, the adventure book uh, where you make your own character and it's all very yeah. like choose your own adventure and uh, like the tabletop RPG thing, um, that's great and that is so multifaceted. The amount mm-hmm. of permutations you can have from character builds to quests and enemies and everything else. If they've even remotely replicated that amount of um, customization and like the different mm-hmm. ways the whole thing can play out, um, that'll be incredible. I, I do like the idea of like customizing something from the ground up, and that the game malforming its like you know all the content to just you and everyone's individual play being completely different. Um, that stuff sounds cool. The next game it's down, really all gone you, I want
0: to say, man, which it's... is that uh, whatever Cyberpunk, whatever happens to Cyberpunk in terms of a game, in terms of a marketing campaign, is probably one of the most successful things I've probably ever mm-hmm. experienced. Because not taking breathtaking, so many- you might say it's, it's very good uh, it, it's aesthetic is one that's just like it will live on beyond its um uh its release and everything mm-hmm. like that i love the way that they've managed to cram use all like celebrities involvement in it it's just it's going to be successful no matter what like mm-hmm. and i feel like that's just um they're releasing it as a game not as a part of a game or as something to build on it is like a standalone thing it's confident and that's mm-hmm. not all very often so. we pretty
1: much are getting a new refused album as well because they are uh the band samurai like they're the main band that keanu reeves sings for so yeah. uh, if you're a refused fan then you're you're getting yeah, all of you. i
3: just don't know. how you can't be excited for every single piece of this game and even the <laughs> 80s chewed as you say i just feel like it's so tongue-in-cheek like they know what they're doing with being mm-hmm. like hey y'all bro i'm gonna cut you with my big pointy cyber knife Like, I just think, I just think, yeah, give it to me. You should look at um... me.
1: Some of the excerpts from the 2020 book where it's just sort of like, hey man, all these slicers are trying to get with my hacks, but they can't be done because I'm not radical. And it's just like, <laughs> oh God. I
3: love it. I love it. I live for it. That's how I talk to myself in the mirror in
1: the morning. how <laughs> <laughs> oh, you psych yourself up? Yeah. Uh, next one down. Now, um, this, is the ne- the, this next game is one of the only ones left that has a specific date. Everything after that is uh, delayed indefinitely, but still penned in for 2020. So the next game um, is Halo Infinite. Now that's meant to tie in with the Xbox Series X launch. It's meant to be a launch title. Um, but I guess it's just the general question of how much do we care about Halo in 2020, and
0: like where do you think oh, that Microsoft are at in terms of I, it with the new I, system? Don't, don't be so dismissive of it because, like, who's interested in it? Like, I feel like people are very interested and will support this Halo franchise because, if anything, they need a win after Halo 5 because mm-hmm. Guardians was. Uh, It wasn't made for the fans. It was made to usher in a new generation of people to Mm -hmm. put a new studio stamp on it. And unfortunately, it didn't hit the ground running as best as they thought it would. Infinite is their chance to prove them all wrong and show Mm -hmm. them that there is so much to love about Halo. So that's that's actually- You're incredible. like, if
1: uh, if I was like the, the mad raving man in the padded cell, who's just bouncing off the walls and you just come yeah. in with your clipboard and go, it's not that bad, is it? Look, yeah. just, just, just calm down, have an Apple. It's all right. Yeah,
0: i <laughs> having this um, Xbox One now because I haven't had one for ages. I have played Halo 5, guys. Mm. And oh, man, I said so the last time that's I played- right. it,
3: Halo 5, guys.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's how much you really want to 5, guys. When did when Halo 4 drop? Like 20- 20... Oh God, Uh, 2012 I think, or 2011. Yeah, so that was the last experience I ever had with Halo. And then going back to playing that fairly recently, I was just like, oh, this is not for me. (laughs) The thing that's really weird
1: is that they did, um, Halo 4 and 5 was meant to be the first two parts of a new trilogy, like this Mm -hmm. new story about Cortana and her rampancy and like Chief versus Cortana and all this stuff. Obviously, Halo 5's marketing was a big old lie. It had almost nothing to do with Spartan Locke versus him. Um, And then 6, they've just gone, well, it's not even 6 anymore. It's just infinite. And we're just going to kind of reboot it again. Um, But Ash, you a Halo fan?
3: No, no. <laughs> I like the Xbox, um, but Halo was never my bag. It, I, I'm, I, I like what it stands for, and that everyone has a nice time with it. And I will give it a go because I'm more than likely. Going to stick with Xbox when the whole the console thing happens around. Mm. Um, actually, I don't know what I'm going to pick. I don't know why I say that, but if, if there's an Xbox around, I'll, I'll give Halo a go um, yeah. because I feel like again, it's another invitation for people who weren't maybe into it into the past to give it another go, isn't it? So mm-hmm. it's yeah. it's kind of like the the nice remake reboot train that I can hop on and go. Oh, I'll see if I want to I want to take this to the station <laughs> or not. Um, I am super
1: curious, like how they do because like like you also said about Halo Five feeling a little bit weird. That was when they brought in like aiming down sights and like. Like uh, knee slides and stuff, they were kind of trying to chase a little bit of Call of Duty, a little bit of Titanfall, yeah. um, and I kind of want them to just be Halo,
0: be their own thing, um, and mm. excel that way. If you think about it, um, for since two thousand, since the year two thousand, people have been saying this is meant to be the Halo killer, or whenever. Like, so when did that change? When did what, Halo? Say what? I mean, Killzone was the original Halo killer. The last thing, if that was the term. Everything mm. was Halo killer, as in the FPS that was trying to take their crown, and right. what. They stop and I think it's you notice it more when they start in adding in other features from other titles try it, rather than mm-hmm. trying to expand on their own. Like, mm-hmm. yeah we all knew that it was a bit weird that Master Chief probably didn't slide around on his knees because he was a giant like robotic man, he could do this sort of stuff, mm-hmm. but he didn't need to. So yeah. whatever yeah. Added in all that happens is, is it highlights are you chasing somebody mm-hmm. else's trend.
1: The whole thing with um, Taking the Crown as well, like Halo's pretty much like King Theoden in the middle of Lord of the Rings, just yeah. an ancient man sitting yeah. on a throne, still alive. Um, that's...
0: Bring it to his ear. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> do another sequel.
3: Any other time, I'd say, I would agree with you with the opening statement of, who cares about Halo, Scott? I didn't but even like, say that, did I? I heard those oh, exact yeah. words, quote
1: Scott. I get moved into I, another room, and it all goes sideways.
3: I heard you say, oh, I hate Halo and everything about it. <laughs> um, but no, I... Uh, I I personally would be like, yeah, it's time has come. Let it die peacefully. But if they've got something they can put it out of the bag with, and again, get people interested and do something new that harks back to the glory days, then you'd go for it. You know what I mean? There's space for it. There's room for it. Throw it out there.
1: It's true. Those are some very harsh words on the Final Fantasy VII remake, but I think we should move on to <laughs> Deadly Premonition 2. Now, this is one of the only games yeah. uh, the rest of these are pencilled in for 2020, um, so we'll get through them a little bit quicker. But yeah, Deadly Premonition 2 is still meant to be coming this year. Um, Jules, the idea of them doing another Deadly Premonition, do you think they'll get it right? Your what?
0: face!
3: Your <laughs> face! i full of joy!
0: My mind is blown because of the fact that I never thought I would ever get a sequel to one of the most craptacular games <laughs> <laughs> i've never had as much fun as i have playing a deadly premonition game like it is it is so bizarrely bad mm-hmm. yet i find myself so entranced by it that i can only hope that they replicate it into this and i'm worried because now what What's happened? You have this game come out and you've had mm. the developers sitting there taking all this feedback, getting all these people saying that they love it because of how weird it is and how off the wall. Is that not going to skew your development thing of being like, well, I be- guess i better add in more weird stuff. What if it becomes too, to the level of like parodying itself where it's not even funny? Oh, yeah. What,
3: when <laughs> Nick Cage, when Nicholas Cage clocked yeah. that he yeah. was Nick Cage?
0: Exactly. Uh, actually, God, that yeah, that whole like
1: uh, banter snake eating its own tail has managed to devour like Nicolas Cage a little bit, Jeff Goldblum almost entirely. Yeah. Like the the more self aware you get, the more you can't be as fresh. Um, I don't know. I I trust. I, I think I trust Swery. Um, um, but is it Swery or Suda?
0: It's, yeah, it's, it's Swery we'll never know what's going through his head because he still, to this day, <laughs> denies that he's had any influence from Twin Peaks. So the man's absolutely...
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully it's at another satisfying murder mystery thing that maybe ends with an
0: oversized plant man. Yeah. But we'll have to exactly see. game that he released, which was like about... Uh, I can't remember what the D4. game D4. Like, the Missing, um, oh. where it's like a woman who can turn into a cat at night. That's, and- that's D4. That's um, that's Deadly Dreams Don't Die or something. Is that what it is? It's yeah. There's another one that he's done then which is really good it's got great has got great reviews and it's about like love and overcoming loss and grief and stuff like that but it also yeah. has you turning into animals Ashy, love it it's, it's, it's i'm it's,
3: sold i'm sold
0: there's a, that
1: d4 thing has a you live in like an apartment building and there's a woman that lives opposite you and she can turn into a cat um so just lots of cats uh transforming cats you know, into I, I need arms. to
3: get into this back catalog way more i i I oh, yeah. haven't played *Deadly Premonition* purely, literally purely. I've stopped myself from doing it because I enjoy listening to you two, especially you, Joel. <laughs> Describe it to me so much more. Like every time it comes up in a list or in a news or in a podcast, the way you guys talk about it, I don't think you can ever, ever live up to like. I don't what know. Is in I think head.
1: I'd still recommend you play it though. It's like it's 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 good to be, it's good to be in here. The water's lovely.
0: It's it's <laughs> really really good. I'd recommend it. Next uh, game down. Oh, about, by the way it's called okay. uh, it is called the missing JJ Macfield and the island of memories it was released in 2018 and what oh. it is is it's a puzzle platformer horror game and the plot is uh she must uh, inflict grisly wounds on herself in order to solve the game's mysteries
1: Ooh.
0: For it sounds like dark souls it's yeah amazing. So game
1: down is No More Heroes three. You now this is, has another vague twenty twenty release date. It's another jewels game. Um, I, I No More Heroes the the last one they did was that weird top down arcade-y thing. Um, oh, and it, it was it was like yeah, it just it, you could unlock indie developer game shits, which I loved. Um, yeah. You can get an entire collection of stuff. It's a nice little tribute to all those devs. But the actual game didn't have one in, did it? I couldn't <laughs> have got a Knight or a Plague Knight. It was just missing them. But um, you could get lots of other things. Where would you come down on No More Heroes 3, the next proper one?
0: I'll let Ashfield this one because I've already got my answer. And that All is right. just a... I,
3: I feel like it's another one where I need to revisit the old ones again. And it's, mm. like, again, it's another one i spoke about with Jules Loads because of his impassioned love for this very strange game. Um, so I'm, I, just, I need to see how how it goes for you. You explain it to me and me decide if this wash of strangeness is, is if I uh, go for it or not. But yeah, I'm just excited to hear you speak about it again.
0: The, the trailer for this game has put me right rocket strapped yep. I've gone straight to the moon because it starts off with like a uh, it looks like a sort of um uh, Ghibli animation of this like kid finding this alien and it's like protecting it like ET from the government. And you think, oh
3: my god, is it it's that trailer? That. I remember yeah, yeah. like, <laughs> it now.
0: Jesus and he everything and then he goes, and then the very end goes, Let's start some killing like that. And it's still like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no it reminds me a lot
1: of uh, One Punch Man. It's kind of like just—I mean, they, like obviously, No More Heroes predates it, but um, it's just yeah, it's about time that series came back and just did its own brand of whack. It's it's wackiness with confidence that yeah. I find hardly any other um, teams can get right. Um, so for the next three games, uh, we can just get through these pretty quickly. But these are the ones that are delayed indefinitely. So, um, presumably really it's just going to be whenever production lines free up, whenever um you know it's safe again, whatever these things will drop. So, um, there's three games uh, that are delayed indefinitely. One is Watch Dogs Legion, which I don't yeah. know how. Yeah. I, feel, I, feel, I keep I'm mentioning a game, then I go. Do we care? But do we care? Yes. Do we care it's, about Watch Dogs Legion?
3: It's fine. Like, I'm thank you for for Watch Dogs Legion,
1: but Mr. Soft.
3: I, I just thank thank you for it. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Again, I'm not like. Oh my God, I need to play Watch Dogs Legion. Um, uh, but I
1: yeah. tell you what's a really weird thing with that is that they set it in uh, post Brexit England. Um, and it's meant to be like, straight after it when everyone's all divided or whatever. And then it's this kind of weird tech culture version of England. Um, but then obviously all the other stuff happened. It happened. And uh, it's just like, how many are people even, does anybody want to play that at this stage?
0: <laughs> My favorite thing is that Ubisoft has just gone like, oh yeah, so we'll do this like uh, post-Brexit thing. Oh yeah. And then another developer's there. It's like, oh, wicked. So we're going for like an apocalyptic vibe mm-hmm. are we for this one? No, no, no. We're going for a tech future one. It's like, I'm sorry. You think that Britain, when they remove themselves themselves from like the rest of their like commonwealth are going to somehow have a tech boom what is-
1: <laughs> <laughs> just a uh, i don't know crumpet distribution machine 5000 oh, next game <laughs> i would take it Next game down is uh, iron man vr this got delayed on the uh, the same day as the last of us 2 which is the third game but we can quickly talk about iron man and um, did you guys happen to play that at the um, event you went to last year i did yeah um, was it was it a yeah. good time
3: um rich loved it but like mm. rich mr vr man loved it it made me feel a bit sick because um, <laughs> i'm not so good with uh with vr but uh it, it's really good fun it's really innovative um and like you actually feel like you're in the iron man suit and like what, you have to like use like the little blasters to put under mm. your blasty zone so you're like oh, i've lost my words
0: today you know his
3: hand hand rock, yeah. his yeah, hand yeah. shooter yeah. and you can use yes thank you so you propulse and this I do example. You've um, got this. <laughs> you have to use it like that, and then and then like fly around, and then shoot with them, and then like spin around and stuff. Um, I had the headset on way too tight, so I was like I was like feeling sick and like strapped into this thing. Ah, oh, like flying around. <laughs> In um, a way, that's
1: more immersive and realistic. Yeah, I guess it, it was
3: actually really good fun because of that, and it, you play like through the training bit where you're like, oh hey Friday, what's going on? Through so mm. some practice and shooting. Hey Pepper. Um, So it's it's every Marvel fan's wet dream, because you can be Mr. Tony Stark, which every boy he wants to be, I assume, and every girl as well, and everyone else, like, everyone wants to be Tony Stark, so live the dream.
1: It feels like um, they're doing for Iron Man what um, the Batman Arkham VR did, where it's kind of like a series of like, and then you're talking you, like it's it's almost like if you drew up like a checklist of, you know, what are the, the biggest takeaway set piece moments of that character? And it's like, OK, we're going to run down them. Mm. Um, yeah. which is a, that's a pretty good way to go. Um, Jules, did you say you played it as well?
0: no i didn't get a chance to play it i was oh. uh, filming them play it uh and it was it looks really interesting uh mm-hmm. i have am yet to really sort of jump on the vr bandwagon i'm waiting until the prices go down so i can try out the resident evil 7 fully through vr yeah.
1: right. i uh i bought psvr for no man's sky which is the lovely i, I picked a lot of flowers in vr and it was lovely oh, um, Scott. which it's just so good, mate. You should get it. I totally recommend it. <laughs> Never um...
3: change. If <laughs>
0: you're ever, you ever looking to sell on your headset, mate,
1: I'll buy it off you. No, no, I've got, I've got a jacket in the rest of tonight and get the rest of the flowers, mate. I can't really sign <laughs> up on yeah. that yet. Yeah? Um, last game, which is delayed indefinitely or quote-unquote until further notice, is The Last of Us 2. Um, oh. The other massive game that will be the contender for Game of the Year, because um, it's, it's obvious. It's going to be between Cyberpunk, Last of Us, Doom... Whatever, but it's like Last of Us Two is obviously the, the next massive important game next to yeah. Cyberpunk. Um where are you guys on the hype levels
0: for Last of Us? Unbelievably. Oh. Unbelievable. Unbelievable.
3: <laughs> if Jules says he's got his rocket on and has hit the moon for no more heroes, that like I feel like the the moon has exploded. My rocket has gone through it and I've gone into the, the space zone. To Jupiter, like it's. I'm very excited for uh for the Last of Us.
1: Transdimensional loving. Yeah,
3: we spoke about it so much. We spoke about all the theories and stuff that could go on, mm. and all the fun things that are happening with it, and how beautiful it looks, and mm. how beautiful the story is. And you know what? Take as much time as you need to make it perfect. Yeah. Take as much time as you need, but also give it me now. Like yeah.
1: those the two. Like
0: this, we the best thing that they can do. Is about, they've got that ability to um uh now pick whichever release date they put out. like they they literally can now just wait until their competitors choose points to drop their games and then go and now the last of us two is coming out on a different Mm -hmm. day there's no competition we can build up the hype and we'll get all the sales very clever.
1: It's weird because like, it's going to clash a little bit with the PS5 if they're still planning on dropping the PS5 towards the end of this year because it's like it, if that thing it's meant to be fully backwards compatible with Pro uh, PS4 and PS4 Pro games so it's like do they just drop it and put it in a bundle with the PS5? It looks gorgeous enough anyway. You could probably just you know let it go and it would look like a PS5 game. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: I think they, they just did the re-architecture it for PS5 mm-hmm. and
1: did mm-hmm. that. I guess it would like free because when they did the Last of Us remastered, they went back and obviously tweaked like obviously the frame rate and some textures mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, but with the PS Five just being backwards compatible, presumably it'll just work. Um, but yeah, in terms of the story stuff, the game and everything, I am just just I, I I need to know what they've done. I need to know what they've yes. thought on a script level. Um, how do you continue this story when it had one of the best endings ever? Um, and you know, like Neil Druckmann and uh, Bruce Straley, Straley before he left, they said that they would only return to this fiction if they had a worthwhile story to tell. Yes. I'm like, okay, what did you think you have to tell after this? Um, and does it involve everybody dying? Um,
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. This, they could they could stir so many things up, so many yeah. feelings that I'm not ready to feel. Oh, I don't feel grown up enough for it to happen. Like, I'm just, I'm, oh, I'm so excited. But again, yeah, take all the time, take all the time, because it's going to be such a, an experience, whatever. It, even if it's disappointing, that will be a next level experience. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, my God, I waited for this. Uh, it'll be
1: another talking point Um, but yeah so those are all the games coming um, after it is over in theory so let us know your favourites down in the comments below or come find us on social media you can also use the hashtag WCGP to leave us some questions and we'll get to them in the future episodes for now though this has been the What Culture Gaming Podcast I've been your host Scott Taylor joined by Jules Gill
0: thank you very much for having me hope you're all Um, well (laughs) and Dash Milvin.
3: thank you for having me I also hope you're well goodbye bye guys. Bye. bye